All right. Looks like uh, we got Johnny on there. All right. Uh, well, uh, welcome to uh, the Florida Real Estate Development Podcast. My name is Chris Askew. I'm with Askew Real Estate. And today uh, we have somebody that uh, I met at the tiny home uh, open house that we had in Longwood uh, that we've been trying to, you know, get this these ordinance passed and get these things moving. And Johnny came along and was asking some questions and, and he's a, he's in college and he's been real interested in trying to get into this field. And so I thought it'd be a good idea to have him come on today and ask some questions and, and see if we can kind of get some information out there and, and go from that point on, uh, kind of Johnny, if you want to kind of talk about, you know, a little about yourself first and introduce yourself. And, and then if you want to have any questions for me, then dive right in. All right, sure. Uh, can you hear me well? Uh, perfect. All right. Uh, well, I am a college student from Texas that came over to Florida to start uh, an inter- internship with Dis- uh, the Disney company. So it's like, like a Disney college program, per se. And um, really, my my focus on actually coming over here was actually to get into the real estate business, but also really get into uh, the tiny house community and tiny house world. Uh, I feel like it's a big, big uh, move going that way, especially coming nope. from Texas. No pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. No. <laughs> uh, coming from Texas, there's a lot, there's a lot of uh, potential over there. And, uh, you know, just scrolling through YouTube, I saw a lot of actually things happening over here when it came to the tiny house community. And, you know, that's when I just decided to go to one of these open, uh, open, open house, tiny house, open houses. And that's where I met Chris. And I was very interested in see what they had to do and where the, where they fit in when it comes to the tiny house, uh, community in the tiny house world just to kind of bring a little bit of spectrum and kind of narrow it down for people that really don't understand. Perfect. Um, before you start, let me ask you, who do you see being the, uh, the, the perfect kind of target for these tiny homes? So I see, so yeah, I actually had like notes on all this, especially cause uh, all this kind of really intrigues me. Uh, so really now you know, you can kind of say that it kind of goes to retirees. A lot of the baby boomers, uh, a lot there's 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 a lot of, a, of potential there when it comes to um, when it comes to them, especially being uh, being now with it being really hard to actually get people to buy houses, and you know, it's just especially with a lot of baby boomers. I mean, counting the numbers. I, you know, it's up in the, I, I wouldn't even know the actual number yet, but I, I just know that it far outweighs, you know, the Gen Xers. And, you know, the, the, the fact is that um, uh, a lot of my generation, let's just say uh, the millennials and uh, I guess the Gen Zs, but a lot of the millennials kind of try to try to get out of debt as much as they can. So, um that that's the that's the outcome i think i think it, i think it really just falls to the retirees a lot of the single parents that would be a big one too uh you know it's just uh with the fact that 
apartment living even is, would be a lot uh, to deal with there. Um, you know, there's, it's just very difficult for them to actually make a, make a savings when, when it comes to all of that. Um, and and um, that's perfect. You know, that's, I was wondering, cause I, I ask everybody kind of what their, their feel is and just to, you know, see what their, their point of where their mind is and where they where they see the most value going to. Um, but with, you know, that being said, if you have some, you know, you said you have some questions you, you wrote down, you did some research. So I'd love to hear what you have and we kind of just dive right in. So, and I, I mean, this has to do with a lot more of like, you know, speaking from my age group and, you know, I'm not going to be everybody, you know, it's just, uh, uh, someone that is very financially illiterate now and kind of sees from the outside in, I can kind of want to talk about more of the student aspect. So it's mm -hmm. just has to be from, uh, uh, you know, the housing, I think, I think it has to go with really apartments. So if, if it, if it gets to that point where, uh, it, it's very hard for a student to, to, uh, let's just say live on campus or even live out of campus, would you say this kind of be a better alternative or would it be, you know, something that it would be like a, a investment for a, a, uh, a long-term thing? Well, I, I see it as, you know, just a, a, an intro into homeownership as well as into uh, entrepreneurship as, you know, being an investor. Cause you know, I, I mean, they could still live in it from, you know, the time is developed to until until they want to move out to you know have a family and until they can outgrow it if they can you know if they even outgrow it, um, it, right. it all depends on that person. But you know, typically I would see like a, a college student could be could purchase one of these for cheaper than probably what they're paying their dorm fees for. I might it's been a while since I've, I've been in college, so I don't know what the dorm fees are exactly. But uh, you can own you know, uh, some land and one of these homes, these Florida code tiny mm -hmm. homes uh, for around $600 a month and own it. And then, you know, after you, you're, you pay this thing off in a, in a few years, uh, you know, uh, you be, you know, after college and you, you got your job going, you could, now you can get out if you want a bigger home or you can get another home and kind of rent these out. And you're always going to have an investment that's going to be, you know, gaining value, not necessarily going to lose value with these. And I, I think it's just because it's very new. I think it's hard for in like uh, a lot of people that have been in the real estate game to actually really value these things. Like, like let's just say like um, RVs, but everybody tells us, you know, that RVs are, would be like a down, like anything with a motor in it would always tend to lose value. So it's it, like, I, I would want to say that maybe this can still keep its value. Do you think, do you think so? Do you think that like, let's just say if they want to resell it or even try to rent it out and let's just say they build it for themselves and they want to rent it out for other people. Do you think this could be like a good business to kind of go into when it comes to, like you said, entrepreneurship? Well, absolutely. I mean, you can get rents far cheaper than what, you know, you can get in that thousand dollar range, even less uh, with these. Right. And you go to this, you're paying for $1,600 on top of that, you know, downtown Orlando, Seminole County. Uh, in Volusia County, you're paying sixteen hundred to two thousand for a home. Uh, so, yeah. you know, it, it, these apartment and these apartments are selling for two hundred eighty-five thousand dollars an apartment. These these apartment buyers are coming in, scooping these things for. That's ridiculous wow. amount of money. Um, 
sound insane. You know, and, and it, 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 there's there's that market that can afford those, and then there's a whole other market that can't. And you know, they had eight thousand people show up for for two hundred units downtown Orlando for the affordable housing uh, project that opened up, and their rents were eight hundred dollars. Eight thousand people showed up. So wow, the, the demand. You know, as we know, Central Florida is leading the nation in in a lack of affordable housing. So there is a huge crisis challenge that we're facing. Uh, not really, crisis, I say challenge that we're facing that needs to be addressed, and no one's addressing. It. And well, I can't say nobody because you know these, these multifamily uh, builders are out there, you know, trying to work with the governments, trying to get these subsidies to help them. Um, but what we can do is we don't have to use the subsidies and still get the same product out and, and achieve the same. Uh, outcome which is what i see the value in right so okay so let me let me ask you a, um a question regarding a lot of the uh, like a financial aspect like um you know I, i'm assuming a lot of people already say like oh this would be a great dream or a great a great uh reality to live in but then when it comes down to it it's it's the financial aspect that that people would would uh, struggle with. So it, it's just um, uh, I know you you said that it, you know it's, you threw out some numbers there, and just to kind of give a lot more people a little bit more ease of mind. Um, uh, let's just say if they wanted to create, uh, I like there's about I think two different ones that I think that I've seen would be one on actual concrete. And one like it would be already on the foundation, and another one would be on the, on a trailer. Um, the I don't know how much of a difference it would be if if it because being on foundation, it would be more just because it's on property, or would it be like different if it was on a on a trailer and they can just go and have it like an RV park or find some parking for that, you know, just kind of spitting out some some ideas so people can kind of understand that you mean is determining which way they should go with it yeah so like um uh, for maybe a student would they benefit more on actually building it on foundation uh and uh, kind of like uh having something kind of already set in stone but if that's the case would that be more on the on the real estate side, like if they want to buy the land and, or do they have to buy the land or, you know, it's just one of those things that kind of like a, uh, if the outcome comes to them renting it out or actually buying it, uh, kind of throw out some numbers there. So that way people can kind of understand that. Well, you're going to be looking around. I mean, they don't exist. So there's, we don't know exactly what the price point's going to be. What what my goal is, is to have them around one hundred and twenty thousand to own the land okay. and the and the house itself. So, okay. I mean, the perfect situation would be have them under a hundred thousand, so people can you know scoop them up very easily. Um, right, right. It's difficult to do that with the cost of land and the cost of materials, and it's, it's just very difficult to get to those price points without you know, really cutting, you know, not make you cutting everybody else thin. So you, you have to make money on the investor. You have to uh, get good quality exactly. materials. You have to pay people that make, do the quality work and get a good product out there. That's not going to fall apart on you. 
and you know, they pass inspection. This is the only Florida code that passes the Florida building codes, tiny home in Florida right now. And nobody else okay. has a product that can do uh, that. You can talk about what we're doing. So they're going to come and, and I'm sure it's, you know, it's coming. Uh, and so it, this is the very forefront of, of this movement. Uh, it's not a, really a fad uh, as I saw it in the beginning, uh, but you know, you have right. state representatives right. um, who we've been on the phone with that have house bills uh, on the floor right now to streamline the tiny homes into Florida. So to make the process a lot easier. So I, I feel that it's coming. It's just, you know, and they they don't necessarily allow the tiny homes on wheels either. So those are trying to be accepted as well. There, you know, there's certain ways to get around those laws and, and kind of finagle them, but to do it properly and not have to finagle the laws and, you know, try to scam your way in, you, you do it right, properly. Right, right. And you, but depending on which one you're going to go with, that's kind of falls on, you know, each person on which they feel the more value is going to be. And some people like to have a trailer more because they feel it would be more mobile. Or, you know, some people feel like, hey, I just want to, I want to own some land and I want a small footprint. I don't want to have a huge power bill and a huge, you know, water bill. I just want to have a real small uh, life and not have to go crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that one kind of eases a little bit of, of my mind, especially I'm new to Florida. And as you know, it's just uh, like seeing all of these different um, communities actually already coming about. I feel like uh, I think Florida is kind of really capitalizing on that. Um well, they're going now, up everywhere now. The I mean, price point of those guys hit too, or the minimum price point these home builders are are, are shooting for are two hundred thousand. So, right, you're you're not even going to find a brand new home under that range at all. So, you know that's where yeah. I think that there is a, a, a large demand for that here, and it's it's going to happen. I mean, it's definitely is it's going to happen, and it's it's just you know getting the people to see it first, and that's why I'm you know I'm coming out trying to get to you know, going on the news, go, get on these radio programs. I was on the Tom and Dan show uh, tonight talking about it with on 104.1 and, you know, trying to get the word. Oh, I'm just yeah. trying to, uh, trying to get the, you know, the people to understand what we're trying to do and how, because people don't understand it. That's the the biggest problem I'm I'm seeing. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the, that's what causes scarcity for a lot of people is that, I mean, the unknown, especially when it comes to, a place of living and place of, uh, uh, you know, uh, this being a, a, I want to say a tourist, a tourist town. I, I see a lot of people ending up wanting to stay and it gets harder and harder for people as my age or, uh, you know, uh, people that are going through some tough time, maybe divorce or something that, that, you know, this would benefit them greatly. And so, you know, just giving them a step in can really benefit them. And, you know, it's just the, the how to and then the what step to take and which route is the right route. And, um, you know, that, that one kind of eases it. So um, we, and another one is, you know, just kind of uh, adding it from from a out, you know, outer perspective is what do you think is causing all of this, uh, this shift? into into a tiny house uh living well you have a lot of i mean just a lot of people you know preaching the the tiny living the small 
footprint home, smaller, you know, not trying to live so large and, and, and obnoxious, I guess is the word. Um, right. Uh, it, it's, I think the two and just the cost of everything is getting so high and people just, you know, the firemen, like I'm, I'm a fireman as well. And, uh, you know, this, there's a reason why I have a second job, you know, it's, right. it's, it's tough to, to survive on what they, and what they, you know, they take pay as a teacher, pay as a police officer, pay as a restaurant worker, you know, it's, yeah. and as a student, you know, it, just because, you're a student doesn't mean you can't have a home. Why not? Well, I mean, you should be able to own a home and be able to go to school. What's the matter? That is true. I, mean, I so, agree with that. Completely. So if you're able to do that and, and you're doing it at a younger age, I feel that's a just more of an advancement that you're going to have when you're older and you're going to understand it better. and You're going to understand real estate better. Um, real estate's right. not going away. So I agree with that. I mean, <laughs> you got to keep going. Um, you know, and kind of add it to 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 the same world of like who's actually the what, what who's actually wanting to buy a tiny house. Um, would it be a struggle? Like, would it be a struggle for you know uh, families that are let's just say uh, are wanting to do this, or are or is it just for you know single couples or you know uh, like people that are just you know older generations maybe it's just the the mom and pop and uh, you know who is it meant for when it comes to that well we got a different side like we have you know a, a, up to 700 square feet and most of them are 360 square feet but we have a little larger ones for the you know so many people have four a family of four living them on tv i've seen uh really yeah which is you know i don't know if i could do that with my family because i got three kids and i have a a larger house but i need to get away from them at times because they're a little too much that would be a tester right there (laughs) they're uh it'd be tough um but they say they do it you know and a lot of these people live outside too you know it's not just uh when you really think about what you do inside you you know a lot of people just sit on the couch watch tv and they walk to the kitchen and they walk to their room and to the bathroom um other than that, there's not much more. If they do, they're going outside or they're going, you know, say people don't use a majority of their house as is. So if you can kind of get over the mindset that you need something that large, you know, I think you can do it. I, I live in a one bedroom apartment in a studio apartment with two people and I, I was fine. I spent, a, I spent a hell of a lot more time outside, but. It, right, that was a good right. thing, you know. <laughs> I was actually in shape. I actually did things, you know. I was actually in, <laughs> and it wasn't just confined. It gets you, it gets you in the outside, like it gets you going. It gets you like kind of uh, out of the inside world and actually want to be outside and do some things. And I mean, you have family, you have kids, so I'm assuming they would want to be outside also. And I think that would be a great, great benefit for them. And what we try to do is, in my whole, you know, view of trying to get these things, are trying to have. Uh, using the trees and, and using the nature to, you know, lay the inner line, uh, the homes within them and not just, uh, stack them up like a normal subdivision and try to fit as many as you can, you know, and trying to get real appealing places and make them real, you know, natural and, and kind of go. I to saw that. Land. I saw that, um, so they were like, kind of like stacked up, um, I think um, shipping containers over there and like in Japan, like a picture though, something like that where they kind of really make them look, 
nice and neat, but it's it's for like since the, their population is a lot bigger and they're in close confinement. I mean, they, they have to go up instead of out. Exactly. Uh, that's yeah. And I think that, that I think that kind of helps out a lot of the 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 I guess the American dream of owning property and owning a home that you know even though it gets harder to buy a house. Um, even having a tiny house where, you know, you can have the, 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 you can have the ability to kind of make it your own way and still be able to say that, you know, yeah, like I, I planned it out, they built it and this is my house. I get to own it. And I think that, that, that has to do with a lot of, um, um, the kind of American dream of owning a home. And, uh, I think to, to kind of keep going on with that. I think the tiny house movement and tiny house living, I think is the way to kind of capitalize on that and really look forward to future plannings and uh, uh, different, different outlines and out, uh, I guess the ability to kind of really invent and innovate with what you got. No, it's true. And you get, but you got people like Gary Vee and stuff that are even pushing, you know, not to get home ownership. They're always pushing rent, 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 rent. Right. And that's, you know, the right. whole, that whole, there's a whole movement going towards that. Uh, so, I mean, even as investment wise, they work fine too. And they fit that model even. So any way you look at it, I think it fits and it works. Yeah. And, you know, it, you know, still coming back to, you know, my reality, uh, the, the reality of a, a student, that is working while going to school and you know it's just i think i think this can really help benefit a lot of uh a, a lot of students that that need a place to stay or you know don't don't have to get themselves in debt and to to get there and even if they do i mean it's it's their property they can own it and they can say this could be like a a long-term investment and i think that that has to be preached a little bit more um, but I, I wanted to kind of get uh, maybe like two more questions in that yeah, had sure. to do with the tiny house. But what'd you say? Yeah, please, yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, like, I guess it would have to be more on the the model of the house. Like, what what is considered a tiny house? Like, is it is there a specific like minimum requirement or is there like a, a requirement to kind of differentiate it from something else when it comes to math or like kind of getting into logistics of it? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a minimum for the state of Florida, like a, a maximum, like a minimum. So it's 250, anything over 250 square feet. I think it is, is what I read. Uh, don't uh-huh. quote me on that, but uh, depending on each jurisdiction or municipality has different, uh, requirements for their homes. Some of them have minimum square feet of a thousand. Some don't have any minimum square feet. Um, so you have to kind of see where the zoning is and what's allowed in your area uh, to do it. Now in Florida, it's very tough to ha- get them done anywhere. Um, most there's no only a couple places that allow for the development of them. So you know, and mm-hmm. you get Brevard and uh, Longwood, and then there's uh, I think Sarasota is the other one. Um, and so it, getting them down is, is a lot more difficult, especially when even when they have, they're allowed, you're, 
you still have to go through a lot of red tape to to change the those the size of the lots the you know so it's a real long process to even get to that point if and that's even if you get to that point because most of the time they won't even let you get into the meeting to talk about it so right you really gotta find ways to communicate to the the municipalities that what you're doing without it them thinking that it's a you know a trailer park or uh, Section Eight housing or any kind of government assistant housing where they have the bag you know wrap with that. Yeah. Okay. That that one kind of. I'm writing it down. That's why I was like, kind of. I'm not trying to quote you, but I mean, I'll just uh, kind of. No, there's just so much with the, the you know the zoning, and most of the time you have to do like a plan unit development, like a PUD, and right. Even with that, you know, I've I've gone to certain cities, and when I said, "Well, if I go through a PUD, well, would I be able to do it?" And like, "Well, yeah, but you would still need our votes, and you wouldn't get those." I was like, "Well, all right, mm-hmm. well." So, uh, you know, some it, it's, being the pioneer of it is, is a little bit tougher than I'm. I'm seeing a lot more resistance than anything else that you know done in development. But why? Why do you think that is? Uh because I just don't think people know what it is and understand it. They think it's a fad. They think it's a, they think that it's going to get run down and treated like a section eight, but they don't understand that there's a whole new generation and people that, that want these. And it's really though, you know, I see it being the older, the baby boomers, you know, and that's the, it's just an easier life for them. Um, You know, and I'm I'm a big guy and I, I stood inside one of these homes at a 360 square foot home and it, I was shocked by the size of it. I was like, "Holy cow! I couldn't, this is huge!" And it's it, not—it's not a tiny house. Like people think when it's they say tiny, it's like, "Oh, it's like a room." Like on the wheels, I mean, you can, know. It's not. Yeah, there's, yeah, this has no lofts or anything. It's, this is like a a one bedroom apartment with a twelve foot ceiling, and exactly, it, it's, it has rooms and a bathroom and a kitchen. You know, like it, it, it's large, and uh, you know, it, it very when you're in it, standing in. I mean, during an open house. I mean, how many people were standing in there? 15, 20 people were standing in there. Yeah. You know, it was I mean, crazy. And you still yeah, walk around. We went, it, was like, it, it was like a party. Like, a, there was like a lot of people in there. And I'm, I'm just kind of like, oh, my gosh, they can do this on a foundation. I mean, from like my perspective, I mean, I personally like the ones with the wheels. I mean, but, you know, just having that one, especially, you know, seeing, uh, you know, struggling family members that I can see like, oh, this would be perfect for them. And they can, they could see the the quality of these houses and see the, the, uh, the amount of space that you can have in this house and actually be, be like closer outdoors. And usually they would stay outdoors anyway. And I'm like, oh, this is perfect. This is absolutely a win-win situation. If you're trying to be an investor and, and, or, get it get into all this uh the the real estate business or you know just having the the fact that you're a customer and you want to you want to actually buy one of these it, i think it's a win-win it really is man and just it's just trying to get the word and eventually it'll happen it's got to keep pushing and like i said you know they're asking today they said they heard the frustration in my voice and, and i do have frustration but it's like you just got to keep pushing you know a lot of people just get, give up and it'll never happen but it's not the way it yeah. is. I mean, it's, it's, there's such a need for there's so many different opportunities that could help with homelessness and and and, and veterans and uh, so and assisted living. That's so another, I forgot about veterans. That's a that's a big one too, especially with a, a lot of 
I mean, we're not going to get political here, but it's just, you know, a lot of things that you could see just your, from your perspective, like anybody's perspective, like it's just uh, um, the, the, the amount of, of care that they, they don't get or the, the, the circumstances that they're in. I think a lot of this can really benefit everyone. And, you know, I, it doesn't really matter what classification you're in, whether you're like me, a millennial, or, you know, even being an older generation, like a baby boomer, or, you, you know, pe- people that aren't even uh, knowing of this opportunity, like the, the, like very young, like coming into the, the corporate world. Uh, I just feel like, I, I think it's, it's an opportunity that's still like, it's like a diamond in the rough, I guess. It's like, you know, you don't, you don't see it quite yet, but when you do, it's, it's priceless. Exactly. And I think the the way we get it to happen is to have people write, you know, their, their cities and their counties and let them know that they, they want the, this type of, you know, community. And they think that, it, you know, it'd be beneficial because that's what they need. Um, exactly. I'm just one person going around to each city saying, Hey, please let me put this here. And, I keep getting a no here and a no there, but if we had a bunch of people constantly doing a call and, you know, sending letters, getting, you know, getting the word out, putting videos out, putting social media, you know, it'll eventually happen. That's the thing about social media. Once you, you get a lot of powerful influence on there, that one sets a tone. That one sets a, a, that's huge. And that's why, you know, that's why I have this podcast and that's why I have the YouTube channel, my Instagram, the Facebook, the, the LinkedIn, uh, you know, my website, um, you know, I have all these things going because I'm trying to hit every aspect I can and hit every, you know, media outlet to hit every single person. Um, you know, it's tough to do as one person. So, uh, I'm, definitely more people would get involved. I think it is a great thing and get the voice out there. So, um, but I, what I, if you do want to follow us, um, I'll let you kind of g- give your plug too. But if you want to follow uh, more information on uh, tiny homes, you can go to ask you real estate.com uh, ask you real estate on all the other social medias you can find us on. Um, but uh, please give me a call. You call me at three, eight, six, eight, seven, eight, 2000 uh, extension one. You can call me and we can uh, talk about this. You can talk about your land. I can take a look at it for you, uh, see if we can uh, put one of these down or put a community down. Uh, but, Johnny, I do appreciate, you know, your questions and your calls. So but if you want to, you know, plug your – I know you have a yeah, YouTube thanks, channel man. and everything. So, uh, please. Yeah. So mine is, uh, you know, Johnny Reviews. That's my YouTube channel that I'm going to start up. I am going to start a podcast pretty soon. Uh, it, it's going to do a lot about uh, – financial things a lot of real estate stuff that I, i'm really interested in and uh, i'm glad I, I met chris because he's actually uh helping me understand a lot of these things that i didn't understand quite completely yet and especially having a different perspective on things is something that everybody is interested in and so i mean that's that's one thing i mean you can you you will find me on social media you know find me on on facebook and you know jonathan misada juarez and you can find me on Instagram on JB Juarez underscore 13. Um, you know, I, I, I thank Chris for actually having me on and I, you know, I, I'm going to be asking him a lot more questions about this and actually still getting the word out. This is actually very crucial information. And I think a lot more people should 
should get into this and you know see the opportunities from from someone from me uh, that wants to get into the real estate business and from other people that actually want to see a lot more of the uh, customer side of it and they want to purchase land or they want to purchase a tiny home and there goes mine I mean, I appreciate it. And I'm sure we'll have more of you on too as well. Cause you have some great questions and, uh, uh that should do it. Uh, thanks again for coming and, uh, we'll talk to you all later. You have all, you all have a good one. Thanks for listening. Too. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.